This is the World Industrial News for Friday, January 27th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part three of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Uh, I mentioned that it's $550 billion, and of that, Um, we understand that around $65 billion is going straight into that power and grid sector. Um, And I can break these down um, a little bit later in our conversation, but for now, what's most important to remember is that this is new money for resiliency, reliability, to address the outages, uh, the drought, resilience, all of these other issues that have been um, plaguing our nation with the intensity and severity of climate change. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mona. And and Pat, I guess I, following that, I'll turn it over to you. What, why is this bill so important to our power grid? And what are some of the benefits of this upgraded grid? I think this bill's primary importance is the scope. There aren't very many people within the power industry that don't know what we have to do and actually how we have to do it. There have been presentations at our various PUCs for a number of years on what will happen as we get higher and higher percentage of renewables. We knew there was instability coming. What we didn't design for necessarily was the sudden change of these weather events. So that's really what's really important is that this is a, this is a problem that stretches across the United States. So a small scope project couldn't handle it. You know, you can build a new power station in areas where you need power and dispatchable power, but then you have to deal with the environmental issues of that. And that's a fairly, uh, I won't say distracting, but it's a fairly significant uh, project. On the other hand, if we looked at the whole thing in totality, we can see how these things all influence and affect each other. In addition to the three things I named on the grid itself, and Mona brings up a very good point, is that it's connected to water, to sewer, to transportation. I mean, if you decide you're going to charge a million cars in the San Francisco Bay Area, the question comes in, where do you get the the power? And how do you get the power into the batteries that the cars need. This is a very large scope project. So what's really gonna happen, and we see it happening already, is that we're going to be upgrading the intelligence of the grid. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Nucor Corporation ended 2022 on a historic high note as the steel producer reported the most profitable year in its history amid higher margins and volumes, which are only expected to improve going into 2023. Despite a year-over-year decline in shipments in the fourth quarter, the company expects to benefit from the return of some manufacturing work to North America and stronger U.S. investment in infrastructure projects. 
projects. Industrial Info is tracking $5.3 billion worth of active projects from Nucor. Executives estimate Nucor's 2023 capital expenditures will total $3 billion, about two-thirds of which will be allocated toward profitable growth projects. U.S. crude oil production could reach record levels in 2023 and 2024. According to a recent forecast by the U.S. Energy Information Administration, largely driven by production growth in the Permian Basin and offshore Gulf of Mexico. Executives at Valero Energy Corporation had reason to smile on Thursday when the company reported fourth quarter 2022 net income of $3.1 billion, compared with $1 billion in fourth quarter 2021. Strong margins and high capacity utilization helped boost the operating income of the company's refining segment to more than $4 billion in the recently passed quarter. In Thursday's earnings-related conference call, Valero Chief Executive Officer Joe Gorder said, quote, as we saw during most of 2022, refining margins were supported by low product inventories, which resulted from the significant permanent global refinery shutdowns and the continued recovery of product demand. Valero's refining system also benefited from heavily discounted sour crude oils and fuel oils. And the Argentine government reported Tuesday that December closed with oil production of 622,500 barrels per day, the highest monthly output since 2009. Last month's volumes were 0.8% higher than those in November and 11.2% stronger than in December of 2021. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy. Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.